In ancient times, hundreds of years before the dawn of history, lived a strange race of people, the Druids. And uh, as promised, let's see what we can find out uh, from Bill Wagman, who's been researching the matter of the the passing of uh, the legendary basis for Spinal Tap, Mr. Derek Smalls. Well, Doug, I've been spending the time since uh, we last spoke on the phone uh, frantically searching the web and unfortunately have not been able to find anything definitive. Yeah. Rumors abound, but nothing definitive. Okay. Anybody else would know? Possibly one of the heavy metal DJs. How, how about Robin? Well, that's a good question. I, I don't know that Robin actually has listened to uh, Spinal Tap and probably doesn't keep up with them. <laughs> Is she not around? She's not around. All right. Well, let's... Okay. Well, Bill, thanks for trying. Well, you're welcome. It's been my pleasure. And we'll have you on again soon. Thanks, Doug. Once again, Bill Wagman, the host of the Saturday Morning Folk Show... Well, you know, uh, I think what we'll do here is put a call in over to uh, to, to, to Capital Public Radio. Uh, well, well, we know some good folks over there. They're probably up on this story. And let's, uh, my director here will try and uh, try reach Paul Conley over there. Uh, Paul Conley's won actually a Peabody Award for his work um, in uh, in spinning music. So if anybody I know, I think it'd be Paul. We got him? We got him. Okay. Paul, are you there? Uh, yes, I am. Paul, what have you heard about this thing about Derek Smalls of Spinal Tap? I've heard nothing about Derek Smalls. Is, is there a problem with Derek Smalls? Well, I, I we, love his work. We we have a rumor that that uh, that he died, and we're just trying to run that down because there seems to be some question about it. Oh, you're kidding? No, I've I've heard nothing about this. Huh? Huh? Um, well, we thought we we thought you'd be the guy to ask. Particularly, I I know if, if my memory serves me correct, you actually were exposed to that band some years back. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was a fan as a teenager, and then I had the, the rare opportunity of actually seeing them when they came through my hometown of Stockton. Wait, uh, wait, wait. Are you, do, are you, now, you actually saw that concert that's in the movie This Is Spinal Tap. Oh, yeah. I definitely saw it, and... Um, did that, did would, that spark your interest in jazz? Did you? Well, really? I had already been a little interested in it. I was, I think I was 19, and I played a little jazz in high school, and, and I started kind of listening to it. And when I heard that Derek was debuting this, uh, this instrumental piece called Jazz Odyssey, I was really excited because I liked the band you know, from the rock aspect. So then this really, I guess, got you, really advanced your interest in jazz. Uh, well, I wish I could say that. I mean, this thing set me back, I think, about a decade. We're sorry to hear that. Uh, but you did like them as rockers then. Well, yeah. I mean, come on. Spinal Tap. Yeah. Who, Legends. Who couldn't love Spinal Tap? Yeah. Well, is there anybody else over there? We can Maybe Joe Barr or Jeffrey Calson, someone we can ask about this? Joe is out of the office. I think you can get hold of Jeffrey in a few minutes. 
Well, Paul Conley, we're going to continue to run this down, see if we can establish whether it's uh, true or not. Well, I, I hope it's not, but if it is, I'm very pleased to have been part of remembering what a great talent Derek Smalls was. All right, Paul. All right, Mr. McMillan is uh, trying to reach uh, Jeffrey Callison. Uh, Jeffrey, of course, is my commanding officer when I'm over uh, over at Capital Public Radio. He now hosts Insight, but used to be the news director, so may be able to shed some light uh, light on this. And uh, I'm not sure if we're going to be able to get through to him or not. But let's take a minute, and uh, while we're waiting, um, I, I I know that actually actually Jeffrey's. Thinking about it is an exceptionally good source to go to on this. He is peripherally familiar with Spinal Tap, as far as I know. Um, he, he plays guitar and was in a band at one point with Ross McLaughness. Ross McLaughness was the keyboard player for Spinal Tap before uh, Viv Savage joined the band. And I guess Ross went back over to Scotland for a while and then, you know, played played some uh, played some gigs with, with Jeffrey. Um I know this because I was having a conversation with, with Jeffrey over at Cap Radio one time, and he, he told me that McLaughness had left um, Scotland to do missionary work in, in Namibia, which, which which really surprised me. And I said, you know, that's that's quite shocking, a rock star going off to become a miss, missionary. And Jeffrey said apparently it was quite a shock to Ross, too. He, he confused missionary with mercenary. We have an incoming call related to the topic of the passing of Derek Smalls, apparently from our Hollywood agent, David Rosenblum's ex-wife, Judy. Judy, are you there? Booby, what are you babbling about? Derek isn't dead. I saw him 20 minutes ago with Nigel. Where? Cannes. Cannes as in France? No, Cannes is in Idaho. What do you think? I know these guys, Doug. Nigel and I have the same guru. And Derek is just fine. So, is this just a publicity stunt? It wouldn't be the first one. Really? Tap has been known to fake band deaths, yes. Yeah. But you're sure it was Derek and Nigel? Positive. We spoke. They're going to Belgium for Derek's gig with the Christian band Lamb's Blood at the Monsters of Jesus Festival at Waterloo. Derek played bass on Lamb's Blood's big hit, Whole Lot of Lord. Hmm. Did you say you had the same guru as Nigel? Yeah, Baba Ramdas Boot. If you want enlightenment and don't want to screw around, he is the go-to guru. So would you say the two of you are enlightened? Well, much more limber with this hot yoga thing. How about David St. Hubbins? You know, David wouldn't pay for one session. He audited them, but I don't think he worked through a single chakra. You hate to hear that. You know, Das Boot, he realigns your chakras, your auras, your wisdom teeth. Well, I, it's news to me. Ram always says good dental health is good mental health. David follows blind bubba cheeks, a charlatan. I imagine there's a few of those in the guru business. You know, he isn't even blind. He's myopic. <laughs> but he got himself a DMV plaque and now hogs the handicapped space at Trader Joe's. He's a jerk. Now, Judy, you worked with Marty DeBerge, the director of, of This Is Spinal Tap. You, you... In commercials I did. Yeah. And to think, for that film, he gave up a series of wheat thin spots with Sandy Duncan. 
Well, it is a film named Best Rock and Roll Movie Ever by Mojo Magazine. Oh, Mojo, right. Right up there with U.S. News and World Report, I'm sure. Listen, how would you feel if you were shown not finding the stage? Come on, Judy, come on. You know, 75 to maybe 90% of the time, the band did not get lost. Well, I think it was all in fun. You know, laughing with is one thing, laughing at another. Oh, my. I like Marty, don't get me wrong. And he did make a feature film later that I helped him on. Which was? Kramer versus Kramer versus Godzilla. And it flopped. Audiences in 88 weren't ready for a tense family drama that included a marauding dinosaur, I suppose. Yeah. I might have done better in maybe the post-Matrix kind of film world. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Did, uh, did Tap's manager, Ian Faith, he really die back in 91? No, Ian faked his death. Well, now, now why? Taxes. But the band attended his funeral thinking it was real. Nigel and David demonstrated on the grave. Ian saw it on TV and thought it was sweet. Then noticed they were dancing jigs, high-fiving, and just generally whooping it up. Boy, that's got to hurt. Did Ian ever pay those taxes? Yeah, with an advance from an Iranian band. Um, the Mullahs of Invention, I think is what they were called. So, Judy, what about all those drummer deaths with Spinal Tap? You saw Mick Shrimpton combust on film? Yeah. Then Marty interviews him? Well... I assume that was prior footage. Right. Revival tour. Drummer was now mixed twin Rick. Which, which is quite a coincidence. Right. An identical twin blows up, then his brother signs with the band. I have to admit, it, 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 it does seem unlikely. Hello. <laughs> so that whole spontaneous human combustion thing, that wasn't real. I got a hot flash for you. Neither was Santa Claus <laughs> Booby. So why, why fake all the deaths, Judy? wanted out. I, I don't know. Stumpy Peeps was not killed in a gardening accident. Now, Joe Mama Bessa did die from a heart attack. So that's one. Two, Stumpy Joe Child died in a drug overdose for real. He passed out, threw up, and choked. Not rare in rock history. Yeah, sad but true. The drugs were unusual, though. Dristian and Somonek. Anyway, it's time the band toured again. Well, we agree with you on that one. The boys were set for what they thought would be their third world tour. But uh -huh. it turned out it was going to be a third world tour. Oh, that, that's quite different. Very different. They were not so keen to bring loud music to people with no food. Your Bangladesh, your Calcutta. Wendy, their new manager, put a stop to it because she is good. There will be no problems like with Ian and Megaphone Records. And what did happen back with Ian and Megaphone? The band sued Megaphone over breach of contract. And? The company sued the band over lack of talent. <laughs> so I guess there was kind of a Mexican standoff there. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Any chance Nigel will talk to us here on Radio Parallax? Oh, I doubt it. Listen, Nigel is very shy, especially since he joined the Swiss Army in 98. Don't ask. He told the London Observer that the Swiss don't put bullets in their guns. And they just want people to think that they do? Well, that that must have caused a stink in the press. <laughs> you have no idea. Yeah. Anyway, the band is okay. Oh, yeah. Nige is working at SeaWorld. David owns his own shop. And Derek has a phone sanitizing company. So the boys don't really need rock and roll. Which is good, since rock and roll doesn't need them. It's said that Spinal Tap put backwards messages in some of their songs. They put reverse tracks in both Ben for the Rent and intravenous to Milo, saying, 
quit playing the record back with you, jackass. <laughs> well, you know, some folks just have no sense of humor about these things. You know, tell me about it, Booby. Listen, I've got to go. Well, Judy, thanks so much for clearing this up. We were, we, were, we were passing out bad information. Apparently, Derek Smalls is alive and well, and so is, so is the band. Absolutely. I'm going to go have cocktails with him later on. Excellent. All right. Well, we again, we're in your debt. Please come again. Will do. All right, our thanks to Brian Burrow, author of Public Enemies, also to KDVS's own Bill Wagman, host of the Saturday Morning Folk Show, Paul Conley, we want to thank over at uh, Capital Public Radio, and of course, Judy Rosenblum. Hey, when he comes back down to earth, we'll see if we can't get a former KDVS DJ, the first to orbit the earth, to, uh, to talk to you, the listening audience. This program was produced by Edward McMillan. I'm your host, Douglas Everett. Stay tuned now for Todd, who perhaps will be able to play some fitting music, I hope, from from Spinal Tap. Maybe you can request that. Anyway, we'll see you next Thursday at 5. We hope on next week's program to uh, have an interview uh, for you with Fred Willard, noted comedic actor. And on a more serious note, we hope to speak with Dr. Barry Siegel from Sutter Health about uh, the HIV crisis and also with Dr. Andrew Nangalama, who has, uh, has an orphanage operating in Uganda for victims of HIV AIDS. So we'll, we'll see you then.